The hardships and challenges continue to mount for the beer industry professional. As lockdowns become more stringent, it's harder for breweries to get beer to their customers. Some states, like New Jersey, gave breweries the opportunity to deliver beer direct to consumers, only to have the privilege taken away days later. Welcome to the Beer Edge Podcast. I'm John Hall. Andy Crouch will join us for the second half of the show. Everything is so fluid at the moment that it's like what people say about the weather in Denver. Give it a minute and it'll change. As business plans are being rewritten by the day and long-term plans are uncertain, breweries are reaching out to the government, local, state, and federal, for relief. As state guilds prepare letters that their members can send to their legislators asking for specific help, a stimulus bill was passed on Capitol Hill this week that will offer some relief, as well as approving the Small Business Administration to offer low-interest loans to businesses. So, let's get into that. All right, joining me on the line now is Dan Pache. He is the Senior Vice President at First American Bank. And Dan, you've been following the SBA, the Small Business Administration's uh, Economic Disaster Loan Program, uh, as this has all been unfolding in the last couple of weeks. And there's obviously been some developments this week as well uh, with uh, the, the package being passed on Capitol Hill. But before we get to what's happening now, you had mentioned to me earlier that it's important to look back at what happened during the economic crisis of 2008 and 2009. Yeah, I, I think for, for parallels, that's, that's a good point to look at. Um, you know, this in many ways uh, mirrors some of the challenges that were faced then, specifically as they relate to capital markets and um, strain on the system. And I think Really, that's what we're dealing with now, and that the, the SBA has a disaster loan program, um, largely used in the event of hurricanes, flooding, tornadoes, uh, except now that this is really a disaster on a national level in terms of everybody being affected in some way, um, almost regardless of your locality. And that is also placing uh, unprecedented strain on the financial system, too, as lenders uh, and banks are, are working um, quickly to try and address the strain and, and provide relief to um, entire areas of their portfolio. What did you learn from that crisis as far as it relates to some of these small businesses? Yeah, I'd say that. You know, or what's a clear take- takeaway? Yeah, sure. Um, you know, this is an area I, I worked with our, our troubled uh, loans and in, in, in what is known as a special asset division during uh, the economic crisis. And I think I, two main takeaways I had were, you know, liquidity is key. Um, back in 2009, I don't think anybody was, was anticipating uh, the depths uh, of the recession and kind of how long it would go. Um, and and maintaining liquidity is is critical because, you know, we can look back on it and kind of point to, you know, the beginning, middle and end points and but the reality is when you're in a situation um, similar to what we're facing today, nobody knows how long it's going to go for. And um, liquidity is ultimately what um, it comes it comes down to for as a matter of survival for, for most small businesses. And then I'd say that you know, hand in hand is also decisive action, um, you know, making the necessary moves early. And that can be looking for additional sources of liquidity as a loan program that we're, we're getting to as um, as well as, making adjustments and, and frankly what, what are 
very difficult choices for most business owners in terms of trying to manage costs um, and, and keep the business operational um, for as long as possible. At this point, I mean, if, if breweries specifically, since that's the focus of the show, hadn't been thinking about that and or hadn't been necessarily thinking about the long term or liquidity, it's it's going to be difficult to manage that now. Yes. Yeah, there's well, the the application process for the SBA's disaster loan program is open. Um, all 50 states are eligible. Um, there are some countywide restrictions, but that information is all available directly to uh, business owners um, and they can look into that. And, you know, the advice that um, myself and a lot of others in the financial services industry is giving is just if, you know, you're looking at your business and obviously breweries have been affected uh, greatly um, as a lot of the hospitality and service sector has Yeah, that, you know, while time has passed, not that much time has passed and, it would be a good time to to give a strong look uh, at your financial projections, getting your the house in order in terms of making sure you have your financial statements, um, trying to come up with some sort of budget and projections, um, because these are all questions that are going to come up, uh, whether you're seeking an SBA loan or in discussions on a modification with your bank. Um, but it's not too late to apply. And I think businesses need to really be looking at this as um, this loan is, is a is a method of obtaining the liquidity necessary to uh, keep the business viable. And, you know, the worst case scenario, you incur some costs uh, by the way of interest. And, you know, if you choose, if, ultimately, if the funds weren't necessary, you just pay the loan back. There's no penalty or restriction on that. And um, you have a viable business and you continue on. Uh, the reality is that a lot of breweries won't, um, probably won't make it through this. And... And and I agree with you on that, and that's going to be a troubling thing to be covering in the in the weeks and months to come. But right now, people are hearing you know about these SBA disaster loans, and they're and they're thinking to themselves, okay, well, you know, low interest, like this 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 is great. This could be, you know, fast money in my pocket. Um, you know, just at the first blush of it, it it's not going to be that easy, right? And it and it's certainly not as, or, or I guess I should say, it's it's not the right choice for everyone. Is that is that fair no. to say? Yeah, I'd say so. It's, I'd say it's it's one of the faster sources of liquidity, um, but it's for operational purposes. You know, the breweries I, I think are one of the the groups manufacturers at large are probably one of the groups that this program lends itself very well to. Um, the program is largely geared towards um, providing a loan based on historical uh, gross profit uh, cost minus or I'm sorry, revenue minus cost of goods sold. And so what, what does it take to qualify for that? You know, it's business has been in operation. They're working off of the last tax year, which for most businesses is going to be 2018. Um, but it's, it's not really meant to be anything other than a way to keep the business operational and cover some of the costs that are being incurred right now. And that's, you know, mainly in a way of payroll, uh, rent, uh, vendor payments, and the like. That's that's really what this is geared toward, and it provides. You know, overall, I'd say it provides a very um, strong uh, loan program. That's one of the more accessible loans uh, in, in the market right now. A lot of banks are focused on modifications, and you know, but ultimately, it does have to be repaid. So yeah. And when you're saying that banks are focused on remodifications, I 
and I know that you work for a bank, so you obviously want people to come and, and, and talk with you. But that's also a, a good necessary step that people could take is calling their own sure. financial institution, right? Like people, you know, where you might actually know somebody who it's not, you're not just a form that that's going into a government warehouse somewhere. Yeah, I'd say that's, you know, these are all conversations. They're not mutually exclusive, right? The, the conversations. Um, that's a good point. Yeah. You know, they're, they're not mutually exclusive programs in a way of if you speak to your bank and get relief, it doesn't preclude you from. You know, needing additional liquidity and, and looking to the SBA's disaster program. Um, your existing bank, your existing lender is far and away the best first choice. Um, every bank, every bank is in effectively the same situation, every lender. Um, they're dealing, they have their own portfolio of customers, their own loans that are in distress and limited resources. You know, by and large, banks aren't, you know, really established to try and modify you know, huge chunks of their portfolio all at once. And that's what a lot of them are looking to do. And it varies institution by institution and, and loan by loan because, you know, no two companies are exactly the same. Yeah. But if you have a relationship with a lender and you have a loan with them, that is easily the first place to, to go. And a conversation that might be worth having sooner rather than later. Um, because at least putting it on the radar and seeing what their options are and, and taking the temperature of the situation with them is, you know, a, a good thing at this point. And then you can you can work with your advisors. You can speak with your accountant or attorney as to kind of what, what other routes you want to pursue. But, um, you know, I, I'd say having that conversation doesn't hurt. For a lot of folks, this is going to be the first time that they're going to have to have these conversations with their banks, with their financial institutions. What what do you recommend brewery owners have when they make this call? Like what sort of paperwork should they have ready? What should they be um, at least prepared to, to hand over? Very broadly, uh, yeah. a plan, <laughs> a plan. Um, I, I'd say getting your thoughts together, projections, taking a look at what your expectations were for 2020, making adjustments to them and um, maybe a best modest and worst case scenario. Um, and, and coming coming with a cohesive discussion on, on what you as business owners are doing, have done, and will be doing to um, see yourself through this. Um, from a document perspective, I think so that, that's obviously in, in the financial projections. I think you want to have uh, an internal uh, 1231.19 statement at this point. Uh, maybe if you have uh, your books up to date, your January or February statements just so you have some recent financial information and then um, just make sure your your personal tax returns and corporate tax returns are together and um, even a, a personal financial statement for each of the owners is a good thing to have at the ready because those are all things that you know could easily be asked for uh, and you know with everything going on with all the various challenges you don't want to have to stop go you know get to the office prepare something and then get back you you want to have it as tight and uh, cookies for the packages you can have. You know, you mentioned that the SBA loans earlier, just to, to kind of circle back to that, yeah. that uh, it, it's based on 2018 returns. What about businesses that opened up in 2019? What about businesses that have opened up in the last three months? I, I, I know a few that had soft openings just as uh, sure. the COVID-19 pandemic was just ramping up. Yeah. Um, as far I, I'd say, for that, I would go and, and directly look at the relative to the, the individual company situation, um, reach out to the SBA. They do have resources available 
their offices have, um, I guess, virtual office hours established now. They're they're doing webinars. As as far as because because the, the rules do get fairly um, particular as you get to uh, younger companies and, and and effectively companies that have just started up. Um, and, and I think it's best to get that directly from the source because I, I don't want to misspeak on that. Absolutely. What else are you thinking about these days? Well. Um, in some ways, how, how much, how things, <laughs> what a loaded, change, what a loaded question that was. Yeah. Um, no, I just, I, obviously in my, my back, I'm from Chicago. I live in Miami. Um, you know, so I, I keep an eye on kind of both markets and it's, it's, these are unsettling times when you, you think of, you know, the, the, the companies, the breweries, the, the retailers, the, the restaurants, you know, and, um, some of them aren't going to be around after this. And I hope on the other end, you know, people remember this and, you know, look to the type of companies you want to support and the type of companies and that you want in your neighborhood and, and market, because ultimately it comes down to the consumer to, to make those choices, you know, vote, vote with their pocketbook, support the businesses they want. And, um, you know, because I, I think this is a paradigm shift um, and will be one that, we look back on this conversation 10 years from now, I think you'll see some fairly sizable changes in the way we organize our, um, our business, basically the businesses in the country and then our our society. Um, And I, and I hope that that's, that's a positive takeaway from what is a very unpleasant situation. Dan Pichet, senior vice president at first American bank in Florida. Thanks so much for dialing in and taking the time to talk with us. Thank you, John. The question of whether to take on an SBA or other loan to provide liquidity or fast cash in a time when your place isn't bringing any revenue is an incredibly difficult one. I recently put the question out to brewers via Twitter and received quite a few responses, largely all in the same vein. I've known Tim Brady for more than a decade. He and his wife Amy ran a great beer-focused B&B in the southern Vermont town of Brattleboro before opening the nearby Whetstone Station restaurant and brewery. Tim is also a member of the Board of Directors of the Brewers Association. Recently, he had to lay off 82 employees and temporarily close his business due to COVID-19. He recently sent a letter to his congressional representatives, including Senator Bernie Sanders, imploring them to help small business owners. In his letter, Tim asked for help for his staff and his community. When discussing the possibility of low-interest loans, Tim wrote, Low-interest loans are certainly not the answer for breweries. We cannot ask small businesses who are already in debt to take on more debt to save them. He further wrote, We are in a crisis and facing a desperate situation. This is not a time for paperwork. This is an all-out economic emergency. Tim asked his representatives to consider policies that included a moratorium on commercial debt payments, mortgages, and rents, along with other policies. Others who responded to my Twitter inquiry were certainly less reserved. If you push me off the boat and your only offer of help is to throw me bricks, that isn't help. It's bullshit. More debt is not the answer, plain and simple, wrote Mark Newman of Upstate Brewing Company. Eric Lundquist, founder of Burke Gilman Brewing in Seattle, wrote, I own a small taproom, only brewery. We do about 350 barrels a year. I just need to survive this and I can pay the loan back eventually. He was citing his own lack of brewery loans in that. Atlas Brewworks in Washington, D.C. wrote, Hey Andy, loans are great for short term, but only delay the inevitable. No small business can incur three or four or six months of expenses without revenue. That just pushes the due date out. 
John Holler of Holler Brewing in Houston agreed. For Holler Brewing Company, more debt is not the answer. If we can't get through this without taking out a loan, peace out. And some were downright morose. Just a bigger pile of debt to roll into bankruptcy once all is said and done. Difference in spending money to make more versus none coming in and owing even more later, said Mike Hedlund of Ghostwood Beer Company in Redwood City, California. He attached to his tweet a gif of a person drowning. Not in real life, but still pretty grim. Every circumstance in business is different, and the various financing options available range greatly. The only thing that is clear is that these decisions are never easy. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Beer Edge podcast. This show is produced by Beer Edge and co-hosted by myself and John Hall. If you have any questions or criticisms, please feel free to reach out to me on Twitter at BeerScribe or via email at andy at beeredge.com. We appreciate any reviews you can give on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your shows. We'll be back soon with another episode of the Beer Edge Podcast.